0: Welcome to Dig It! I hope you're all having a beautiful morning. I am here with my two lovely ladies, the Sharp Edge and cori Lynn of Cori's Digs. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing all doing right. right. Doing good. My head is spinning. I have so much information that's going to explode
0: getting through it this woman's got like pages of notes
1: i do <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be writing an article up on this because it's just too much that or maybe i'll just do a video and wing it i don't know but it's a lot yeah.
0: a lot's happened this week but we're gonna try to cram whatever we can in we we've got a little tidbits on uh, the mueller phone probe assange uh, the peace deals that we're gonna talk about Uh, that Soros video on Fox News the other day, we'll talk about that. Uh, Corey's gonna go into some CDC bombshells that she has. And we're gonna have a little bit of conversation on critical race theory and the 1619 project as well. So we'll talk about that because this is a drop dropping. So let's um, start off with the big one, Corey. Let's start off with your CDC bombshells, roll into it.
1: Holy cow, okay. So on Monday, I released a report On why I feel this is my theory, why a COVID nineteen vaccine likely won't happen anytime soon, and in there I was talking about how we're going to start to see evidence come out, and we've already seen some come out of the CDC, but we're going to. I just had a feeling we're going to start to see a lot more coming out leading up to the elections, just around the the virus and everything, and and um, some stuff being uncovered here. So. Literally, I I published this Monday morning at 8 a.m. and by 1:20 p.m., all of a sudden there's this drop on um, the HHS Assistant Secretary for Public Affairs, Michael Caputo. I don't know if you guys saw that whole story, but that was quite explosive. So apparently, he went and did a live video on Facebook on Sunday. And, um, and then it hit the news Monday afternoon and moved very, very quickly right into a 60 day medical leave for him. So he was brought on by Trump, I believe in April. Don't hold me to that. But it was this year for certain, I believe it was April. So um, he was saying that the CDC was harboring a resistance unit to Trump and that career scientists have gotten out of their sweat haven't sorry haven't gotten out of their sweatpants except for meetings at coffee shops to plot how they are going to attack Donald Trump and then he said there are scientists who work for this government who do not want America to get well not until after Joe Biden is president Then he went on to say that scientists uh, deep in the bowels of the CDC have given up science and become political animals. And he accused them of sedition. Um, And then he was saying how his own mental health has definitely failed and that he's claimed that he has been repeatedly threatened since taking the job. And he said, you understand that they're going to have to kill me. And unfortunately, I think that's where this is going. So this was like a 26-minute video he did for his followers on Facebook. He wow. also told Trump supporters that they should load up on ammunition. And for some reason, and I find this part interesting, he singled out uh, the CDC director, Robert Redfield, um, Praising him, saying that he is one of my closest friends in Washington. He's such a good man. And for me, that part of this, whereas the rest of it sits right, that part of it doesn't sit right with me because Redfield goes way back to Gallo and Fauci and AIDS. You know, he was very involved with all of that. However, Trump is the one who brought Redfield in. So so i don't know there's some interesting dynamics going on so since this happened it was like the same day or the very next day then it's announced that he's going to spend some time with his family take a little medical leave for 60 days while at the same time paul alexander was was given the boot so he was caputo's science advisor And they're saying that he will permanently be departing HHS amid allegations that he altered the CDC weekly COVID-19 reports, according to the CDC, and that he was trying to correct the record, basically, and he was kind of going against Fauci on some of his stuff. So I haven't had time to really dig into this much, but it seems like he was more in line with what's really going on. And so it's a little disconcerting that he was just given the boot. And so just this this whole thing, when you look at that, and then you look at Caputo, and you look at Redfield, and I'm just going, hmm. ooh, sorry if you heard the backfire. I got my windows open.
0: <laughs> well, <someone laughs> yeah, Just, <wait> just <laughs> a car
1: going by. Uh, well, someone just got shot. It, was, it wasn't a gun. <laughs> There's this car in the neighborhood that goes every by by every day, scares the hell out of my dog.
0: I thought you were living in the Bronx somewhere, <laughs> Jesus.
1: That was good timing. Continue. Oh, man. So, so, no. So, I don't know. What do you guys make of this? Wow, that is kind of
2: uh, bombshell information, but, you know, it's... It's in line with what we've always suspected over at the CDC, that there's still deep staters over there plotting against Trump. So yeah, not surprised too much well, about and that. Well, there's been
1: reports on that in the past of them, you know, obviously very politically motivated over there. So so then, what do you think, speaker? Hmm. Hmm. Same. 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 <laughs> All right, so then, literally like 20 minutes later, this other bombshell drops. So Christopher Rufo exposes the CDC, and this is the, um, on the critical race theory training, that, and, and he says that the CDC is moving forward with critical race theory training program in violation of the president's executive order. Well, technically, it's not like an executive order, but it is a presidential order that he had put out and I can put that link you know underneath the video um, so people can see the original order on that, where uh, they're stating um, that this type of training not only runs counter to the fundamental beliefs for which our nation has stood since its inception, but they also engender division and resentment within the federal workforce and so it was all you know executive branch agencies and federal agencies are supposed to be doing away with this um, critical uh, race theory here, our race theory training programs. And yet now the CDC technically is its own separate organization that contracts with the government, but at any rate, so, so RUFO puts this out and does this whole thread, which we can go through in a minute, but as fast as it comes out, this goes viral and either by that night or the next day uh trump's tweeting out like i ended this this is canceled this is you know this is done this isn't going to happen so i know you were looking into this a bit speaker did you want to go through this or i could pull up rufo's twitter thread and um just kind of briefly go over this 13 week series that kamara phyllis jones is the series instructor of
0: you you can go into that, but I, I want to get into critical race theory just as its own individual thing afterwards. Okay. Because I think it's important that people really get what this thing is.
1: Right, right. So he had obtained uh, leaked documents that outline the plan to examine the mechanisms of systemic racism and addressing white supremacist ideology. Now, this woman who is... um you know, the series instructor, I I haven't had time to really dig into her. I just did a quick glance and I can tell you, she's been at this for years. She's already been going around and training in various organizations and teaching this stuff. So he says that, um, the 13 week series is called naming, measuring and addressing the impacts of racism on the health and wellbeing of the nation and the world. And, the, uh, the first part focuses on racism, sexism, and other systems of structured inequality. And the, then teaching CDC employees that they must address institutionalized racism to really set things right in the garden of a racist nation. And <clears throat> I mean, we can go on and on with this, but it, he basically, and I can put his thread under here as well, um, or you know what, I'll just, I'll put his article because he, he did an article and then threaded from it. But it's very. Um, well, go ahead, speaker. Take it away on this.
0: Critical race theory is such a detriment to a modern day society because it's inherently racist, and it's it's incredibly bad for any workforce, especially any educational institution, because well, what critical race theory is it's a theoretical framework in social sciences that examines society and culture as it relates to categorization of race, law and power. So at the forefront it's race and it always has been. It's a view that the law of legal institutions are inherently racist and that race itself instead of being a biologically Grounded in nature, it is socially constructed concept that is used by white people to further their economic and political interests at the expense of people of colour. According to critical race theory, uh, racial inequality emerges from the social, economic and legal differences that white people create between races to maintain elite white interest in labour markets and politics, given rise to poverty and criminality in many minority communities. So that that that's the grounding of it. So the teaching of it is that all white people are inherently racist, mm-hmm. and, and and some of the so, so, some of the things they teach, like there's this one article that was brought up about a hundred things that white people can do for racial justice, right? So yeah. uh, I'll I'll list a couple of them. So like work with your HR to hire based on skin color, right? Which is illegal hmm right discriminate right. businesses and banks right. based 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 the skin color of its owners right so only go to black owned latino owned shops or businesses and support them they say that certain facts and data are racist to even cite okay so you can never get to the bottom of the truth of any factual basis because it's racist if you do so and this is why you see a lot of these pushbacks now when when you're watching Twitter arguments or something and you state facts and they call you racist because of it it's because they've been taught that right right and that's why you're saying these things the underlining reason why you're saying this thing it's not that these people were just stupid or it's they've been programmed to combat you on these things exactly like the way they've been taught um if 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 conservatives if conservatives don't want to be lumped in with the KKK, they can't lump violent protesters in with BLM. Like they, they, these are things that they're taught, right? For people who right. know they've been radicalized by Fox News and other nationalists, conservative media, who've been so pummeled with fear and hatred of the other, they have become the ISIS uh, of this country. Like that's just, wow. This is the shit taught, yeah. Man. Right? A, a wise former teacher once said the question isn't was the act racist or not, the question is how much racism was at play. So so maybe racism was 3% of the motivation, 30% of the motivation, or 95% of the motivation. It's based on everything being racist, right? They, they teach a thing called colorblindness, okay, so the common idea of claiming colorblindness is akin to the notion of being not racist. As, <laughs> As, as with not racist, the colorblind individual is failing to see race and fails to see racism and fails into racist positivity. The language of colorblindness, like the language of not racist, is a mask to hide racism.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: it's just indoctrination.
0: It's just indoctrination
2: create division where there was none or i don't want to say none of course there is racism but they play it up and now it's it's to the point where everyone whether they realize it or not is racist right um, That's so their they, claim. the color of their skin you're white so you're racist because you've enjoyed these privileges that others don't have and so you need to feel shame and guilt for that and others need to feel animosity towards you because of your privilege and it just creates it's designed to create division that's it
0: yeah Uh, so trump's been going really hard on this which is great i mean he's he had a go at princeton university the other day uh, which is being looked into, I think, uh, because that was that's a big thing that just kind of popped up because they were, hi- you know, they were hiring and um, uh, selecting people to come to the school on the prerequisites of race. So if you're a black person vying for the same school position as a white, you know, the black person would get the gig just based on skin color,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is illegal which is looking to pull, uh, I think, $75 million of government funding from them on that basis.
1: He so, also just just today announced that he is going to be signing an executive order to promote patriotic education that will be called 1776 Commission. Nice. Yeah. The, the, yeah.
0: The, the, the reason he did that is because the New York Times Magazine's pulled this thing out called the 1619 Project. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but it, it aims to reframe the country's history by placing the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Americans at the very center of the national narrative. Now they want to change that date to 1619 instead of seventeen seventy six. obviously the the reason for that is obvious.
1: Yeah. I'm actually looking at that right now in Rufo's um, thread. And he talks about, so it's circled in here under history. It says, teach our full histories 1619 project textbooks museums school curricula after school programs and on and on and he says in here that in sessions 10 and 11 the trainers will teach cdc employees that they must target and destroy the values of focus on the individual and uh the myth of meritocracy and the myth of american exceptionalism and white supremacist ideology and that the final session teaches the employees how to become activists so that they will be encouraged to join an anti-racism collaborative with eight collective action teams focused on communications, making scientific publications anti-racist, and influencing policy and legislation. So his whistleblower, who we don't know who that is because this was an internal document at CDC, said, that he was outraged he said i thought maybe they would wisely cancel this training series instead we got a message this morning confirming the pressure to participate is palpable and if you don't you will have to explain why you aren't a racist wow unbelievable yeah that's I nuts
0: and guess, guess what he won for that 1619 project the guy that, the person that created it Nikolai hmm. hannah jones one a butler. How do you say it?
1: I didn't hear you say that again.
0: How, how do you say that award? The Pulitzer? Oh, Pulitzer? Pulitzer, yeah. Pulitzer.
1: Pulitzer. <laughs> <laughs> <That takes it.
0: laughs> yeah. Pulitzer.
2: <yep. laughs> Pulitzer.
1: So yeah, he you won want a Pulitzer, Pulitzer for, that. for that project, for the 1619? Yep. Wow. The, this
2: is, it just kills me. They want to completely change history and facts. Yep. And I'm all for promoting history of how blacks have have contributed to this country that's fine that's not what this is about that's it's operating under that guise but really what this is about is to demonize america and to make people hate their own country and the way and to use this to do that. And and the purpose is that they want to bring about the one world government. They want for us to hate our our own country and to not have any kind of national pride. And they want us to be divided in every way. Oh, they possible. want us to hate
1: each other. And yes. so now what they're doing is you see it popping up everywhere. I just saw another one yesterday. I can't remember where it was located about um paying uh, pregnant women like a thousand dollars a month but only if they're black or latino or wait no it was island Pacific or something like that um so and, and we've seen this a lot recently where they might open schools only to black individuals or they might you know set aside grants or funding specifically for that but not for whites and then in the meantime they're targeting whites telling everyone whites are all racist and they're Everyone's a, you know, white supremacist, and and they're also using it in in with COVID. All of this ties together and goes hand in hand. And they're saying that the uh, those most affected by COVID are the minorities, and so we need to treat them first. And we have we need more health equity and equality and. Uh, social equality, and on and on. And to be quite honest with you, I am not convinced until I see hard evidence that that's even the case, that minorities have been hit any harder with this cold (laughs) virus that seems to mostly affect older people um than than white individuals and you know we can't look at the numbers you have to look at the percentage based on the population obviously but we can't trust their numbers
2: that's the point is that we don't know because we can't trust their numbers we know they've been lying to us
1: yeah i mean look at what just happened in nashville um that's just somewhere in my eight pages i have notes on that let's see it was Between Nashville Mayor and Metro Health Department, emails were revealed how they kept uh, low COVID numbers on bars and restaurants from the public. There were only like 22 cases. They closed thousands of establishments. I mean, we're talking Nashville. So instead they claimed um, in this correspondence back and forth, and we can put that link under here too so people can see the actual email. Um, The health department came back in a response saying my two cents, we have certainly refused to give counts per bar because those numbers are low per site. We could still release the total though and then a response to the over 80 could be because that number is increasing all the time and we don't want to say a specific number. So they're trying to inflate it and scare people and keep things closed down and they were just busted in these emails. And we know this is going on all over the country we know a lot of the health departments are in on this
2: yep and we know we've caught other labs or other in other states like in florida for example where the numbers were totally inaccurate um so we know this is going on all across the country probably across
1: across the globe right oh absolutely absolutely it's the same playbook everywhere
0: but these those leaked emails are like bombshell though Oh, I know. Like, Getting get, get your hands on that, that's like.
1: Yeah. I know, I, I would like everyone who's like city council member who has access to these internal emails, please email me. Anything you got, I am happy to publish it because this stuff needs to be exposed. And I, I really do believe as we get closer to the election, a lot of this is gonna come out. I won't go into the report I published Monday, but if people wanna know my theory on it, Um, with the whole vaccine and everything being pushed back, um, it's, that's one to read. And, and then even more interesting the following day. So on the 15th, then Bill, so while this stuff is going on with the CDC, then Bloomberg interviews Bill Gates and Gates comes out saying he doesn't know that he can trust the FDA or the CDC anymore. And that, um, On a covid vaccine and he says so he says that he doesn't trust the fda or the cdc and says the fda has lost a lot of credibility and then he's bashing at the commissioner level yeah it's it's like a what did i have to endure it was roughly like a 20 minute interview and um he went on to say that the cdc has been written out of the picture by people at the white house and so he just you know He says, historically, just like the CDC was viewed as the best in the world, the FDA had that same reputation as a top-notch regulator, but there's been some cracks with some of the things they've said at the commissioner level. And then then he goes, in for the kill. So while Gates applauds the billions of dollars that the Trump administration has already invested to secure U.S. vaccine supplies under the uh, Operation Warp Speed He's frustrated by the lack of government funding for manufacturing and procurement in the developing world. And then he says, you know, if we we really need to be spending an additional 8 billion to 10 billion on global vaccinations, and the US would save trillions if we just, and dude, as soon as I heard that one sentence, I was like, oh my God, this is like deja vu. I mean, this is it's the same shit, the same strategy they pull out and all of these, same thing they did with AIDS. They dragged it out for 36 years. We still don't have a vaccine. They just keep pulling billions and billions in taxpayer dollars and stringing people along. And then he was asked, well, do you think that you know a vaccine can produce, be produced safely? Because that's obviously a big concern for people. And he says, a safe vaccine is very likely to come out of this R&D work very likely, okay, so he 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 essentially spent like five minutes talking about how important it is for the u s to step up and shell out billions of dollars on this while bashing the CDC and the FDA, so he's doing a stall tactic and a money grab at the same time
2: yeah. Yeah. And you can see that there must be some sort of internal battle between the deep state and Trump administration going on in these Mm -hmm. agencies.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's, there's been, it was, what was it back in April when I did the battle, the battle for a vaccine? It's, um, you know, Trump, everyone's asking, like, why is Trump saying he wants a vaccine? And I, and I know most people think we are going to have a vaccine. I just, I'm just not there yet I, because I'm seeing all their moves. And if you learn to pay attention to Trump's actions as opposed to his words, because strategically he may have to say things a little differently. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's already dumped the who. He's pulled some funds from NIH and is investigating them. He's looking at reallocating funds from the $6 billion a year that PEPFAR is getting, which goes directly towards the global fund, Bill Gates, and AIDS. Um, he's, he's, he's fully aware of these slush funds. He's fully aware of hydroxychloroquine. Yep. And these people all keep, these people, meaning Team Gates, you know and CDC and all that they all keep saying, no, we don't think we're going to have it ready until next year. And I mean, Redfield just came out. What was that saying? Masks work. I think masks work better than a vaccine. And I don't think we're going to have a vaccine until, like, mid to end of next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> masks work better than a vaccine. Neither of them. We want neither of <laughs> them. But what a weird thing to say. It is. It is very weird. Yeah. And
2: you can see that Trump's moves speak volumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that he's able to talk about everything. He's not going to lay his all his cards on the table, so to speak. And there are a lot of people who are not fully awake and aware about vaccines, in particular, the goat COVID vaccine. Um, mm-hmm. Although it does seem like a lot of people have kind of woken up through this whole COVID process, but still many are not uh, aware and awake to it. So to come out and, and be completely anti vaccine uh, would just really disenfranchise a lot of people. You know, they need right. to kind of see things play out more um, before they start waking up to that.
1: Yeah, I, I really think we're going to reach a point where it's gonna be a a culmination of more evidence coming to the surface on the exaggerations of the numbers and the investigations into the nursing home deaths because they said that they're investigating, uh, what was it, there were uh, like four or five main states, I think everyone knows who those are, um, that were sending COVID patients into the nursing homes. But I suspect while they're in there collecting this data uh, they're going to look at all the causes of death and see exactly where these people were, you know? And so I think there's going to be additional revelations that come from that. And while all this evidence is surfacing and these guys are pushing back the vaccine, which is actually to hours in Trump's advantage. Um, if you look at it like that, because I, I personally think they're pushing it back because they, if, if they were to come out with the vaccine, they're going to give up, complete power over us. Right now, they can keep pushing the mask and the restrictions and the closer the closures and the no church and the scare tactics and the closed schools and on and on. What happens if they come out with this magical cure? All that go, all that power goes away. So, they're going to string this out. I fully believe they're going to string this out. And in the meantime, Trump will get elected, all this other evidence will surface and I really think therapeutics are also pushing to the front right now. Seven states have like silently released documents saying that it's okay for everyone to prescribe hydroxychloroquine. Nice. So it's like this, this slow motion race, like watching all these different plays from all these different groups to see where we're going to land, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You got to take a step back and look at the big picture. Exactly.
1: Exactly
2: yep and it makes sense makes total sense why would they come up with some sort of
1: solution no because they they don't want a solution exactly and i know people are going to say well but they'll take the vaccines and they'll put chips in them and they'll track us and they can make trillions of dollars and on and on yeah but but These people are very strategic. They need to have legislation in place in every single state to try to make this mandatory on many levels, not just through schools, but through work, through all these different things. They're nowhere near there. So they're not going to come out with a solution before they have everything in play, ready to go.
2: Right, right. So it's going to drag out and they're just banking on being able to uh slip biden and kamala in
1: by mail (laughs) vote
2: in mailer fraud so yeah
1: administration
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) oh my goodness so much going on this week my head is spinning i know right well i want to talk perfect
2: i just want to talk about these you know 30 wiped phones um, from the Mueller probe. I mean it's disgusting this kind of obstruction of justice that we keep seeing time and time again, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this happened after Page and Strok after those text messages were discovered. So obviously everyone on the Mueller team decided, "Oh, we need to wipe our phones." And people are so frustrated. I mean the frustration is palpable because You know, we've Mm -hmm. seen this so many times, like with Hillary and the deleted emails, and nothing happens. And we don't want congressional hearings. We want people in handcuffs. And there's only one department that can do that. It's the DOJ. So people are wondering, you know, when is this going to happen? When are these bombs going to drop, you know, from from the Durham investigation? And I think there's actually three other attorneys investigating different aspects of Obamagate and Clinton emails and Clinton Foundation and all of that. So, of course, everybody just wants to know when is this going to happen? I don't want to put dates on it, but, you know, Barr has said that we should be seeing major revelations coming from the Durham investigation by the end of the summer and early fall. Well, guess what? We're here. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then they just called on, what was it? Like 40 in a total of roughly 40 individuals um, that they were subpoenaing and bringing in for the hearings. And you just, feel like, uh, shouldn't that have been done like a year ago? Or was that already done and we're just now seeing this? What's going on here?
2: Yeah, I think people are just over the congressional hearings. And we want to see some real like indictments. We want to see people in handcuffs going away to jail because of Uh this stuff. And um, I think this has to happen. We have to see some kind of revelations like this uh, before the election, don't you guys? Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: Yeah. And I think maybe the reason why we haven't seen uh anything sooner is because of the timing on it. I mean, yeah, you know how they like to do things in October, you know, October well, surprises
1: and And then and then in the meantime the Senate Dems are calling for IG Horowitz to investigate the Durham probe for political interference.
2: Oh, they're panicking. They're panicking. Yes, they are. But, you know, if I was Brennan, or Comey or Clapper or any of those guys, I would be panicking right now because it is right. go time. It is go time. I mean, I think we're down to days or weeks to have some, some real investigation or real revelations coming from Durham. Don't you guys think?
0: This is like, what what I can say happening is I like, I, I can't, I, I can say a few things happening prior to the election, but all of them are going to like try to hold their cards away from them, hoping that Biden wins, because if Biden wins, they get off, right? Biden wins, they all go under the rug. Mm -hmm. But I I think after after Trump wins another term, I think you're going to see a lot of them trying to cut deals.
1: If Biden wins, Edge and I are coming to you, Speaker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good good luck. I'm in a police state.
1: Dang, I'll have to leave my guns behind.
0: Yeah, good Uh, luck getting in here. (laughs) Living communist Victoria. What are you doing?
1: Uh, (laughs) I don't know, though. I don't know. Biden and all these people in, oh, that would just be horrific. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen.
2: Well, not legitimately. No way. I mean, the momentum is totally in Trump's favor. It's just a matter of election fraud that we have to look out for. But I guarantee you...
1: people not being scared to go in and vote in person or not being, um, you know, I've, I've seen several people tweeting out some interesting things. Um, Oh, I saw one gal who had gone in to vote and it wasn't lighting up for her, for a Republican, like the electronic machine. And she's like, I can't vote for my party. And they said, well, you can only vote for Dems today. It was crazy. And then, um, I've seen other people post stuff where they're getting stuff in the mail, saying their party's been changed or really pushing them to do the mail-in ballots, almost making it seem like there's no other option. And I know that the um, judge just, was it, was it Pennsylvania? I think I just read that this morning um, that the judge uh, uh, sided with the mail-in ballots. So that's yeah, I,
0: I I saw a bit of that too.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this is all concerning and that's why people do need to go vote in person. If, if you can, uh, I know I've seen a lot of talk about, you have to vote on the day of, and I've seen other people saying, no, you don't. Because if you vote in person, you know, it's logged. It's, it's once it's in the system, you're golden. So, you know, personally I'm voting early in person.
2: Yep. Voting in person. I'm going to vote right. on the day of. And, uh, you know, be be mindful. They're probably going to try their dirty tricks, but just be aware of it. Know your surroundings. If you see something weird, if you see voter intimidation, say something, you know. Oh,
1: I, and, and Trump I, just... I can't
0: vote, but
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're if with us read, in spirit.
0: But if I could, I would. But yeah. it would probably have to be an international mail-in ballot. <laughs>
1: Trump just tweeted out today. He said, volunteer to be a Trump election poll watcher. Sign up today. So hop on over to, it's, uh, let's see, it's armyfortrump.com. And then there's, well, I can put the link below. I'll put the link below because it's, uh, I have to get to a specific page. I don't want to read off that whole URL.
0: For the election, can we do a live stream, like the election live stream? (laughs)
1: Oh my goodness, on the day of, while we're like biting our fingernails and eating popcorn and chain smoking and stuff.
0: Could (laughs) be fun. Could be fun, I'm just saying.
1: Could be, could be. It's going to be a wild ride, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Um, That was another one I saw, or was that the same one I was just thinking of, where they extended, I think that's what it was, they extended the mail-in ballots to three days after the election. I think that's that's what it was. That is the one. Not cool. There's no reason for it. We're in September. There's no reason for that.
2: Well, they have a reason for it, and we know what it is.
1: (laughs) Oh, Because they know that that we're doing very well in Pennsylvania right now. They're, They're alarmed. So, yeah. Yeah, and then did you guys catch the um I'm just sitting here looking at this map of uh Soros' prosecutorial power grab with the map that was on Fox showing all of the counties he invested in for um I'm I'm for the DAs, right? I'm pretty certain yeah. that's for the DAs. And so Newt Gingrich was on Fox News. Did you guys watch that where they just it wasn't even their typical cutoff or cut the scene. It was, oh, I don't, I, I don't think we need to bring George Soros into this story. I, I, I don't think we need to be talking about George Soros. It was yeah, the craziest was, thing.
0: It was weird. It was funny, though.
2: It was, man. It's like George Soros was their, their kryptonite. They're not allowed
1: yeah. to say it's Soros. It, it, was, right?
0: it, it was like he was behind the camera, like just flashing his money. They just mm. had to shut up.
1: And then, and then she comes out today, I'm sorry, I cannot remember her name, but she comes out today with an apology and talking about how she, you know, there were several people like talking in her ear while this is going on. And that's why she kind of sat silence, but that that's just doesn't look good. And, and just so we know that they do not censor on Fox news. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Dokie dokie.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was weird. That was very strange. But just in, in general, Soros has got his fingerprints all over this election. It, it's and, it's disturbing. Yeah, and and also the riots and all of the uh, the shenanigans going on. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: always has though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: It's nothing new.
1: So I would like to see a map of other countries of where he's got money allocated there as well. That would be an interesting global map to observe, wouldn't it? It would be.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so what's guys, going on with Assange? Yeah, I was just gonna say we're yeah. in day eight of his extradition trial. This is supposed to be about a four week trial, so we're just really still in the beginning phases of this and Julian's fighting. To not you know be extradited and he's 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 his living conditions he says are really harsh and unfair, but I think he's actually more concerned about how he'll be treated when he comes to the u s and uh, what's going to happen to him if he's extradited. Um, I think that no matter what i think no matter how this extradition hearing goes we will ultimately get to the bottom of what happened with those DNC emails that were leaked to WikiLeaks. What right. happened to Seth Rich? This fake story about Guccifer 2.0 you know being a Russian hack of the DNC. I mean, the NSA has everything. They can, uh, just like they, with the Mueller phones that were wiped, the NSA can trace what happened with those DNC emails. And we have forensic evidence that, that shows that those emails were downloaded onto, say, like a thumb drive, you know, Mm -hmm. not a hack. So, you know, I think that we have enough evidence, but Assange's testimony will just really be the cherry on top, the key to putting some of these people away. And uh, I do think that Julian will be extradited. I also think that he will be pardoned. What do you guys think?
1: I hope so. You know what? I haven't... (laughs) A few years back, I was following it pretty, pretty intensely. Um, as of more recently, I haven't followed it enough to really speak intelligently on it and give a good guess there. Um, I don't know. It's interesting that what's kind of crazy is, wasn't it just maybe a few weeks ago, all of a sudden this chatter starts coming up about pardoning Snowden? Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, yeah, they're trying to lump them in together, Snowden and Assange, and I do not lump those two together. No, no. It was,
1: it was, it was really, it was just interesting that that was even brought up. I can't even remember who brought it up, but I mean, it was like higher level officials that were bringing this up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But But, I would say
0: uh, Assange is not like an insider whistleblower; he's a journalist, right? And there's big differences between the two. That's just mm-hmm. being one of the service level ones, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I I do I am very hopeful that we will have Assange extradited. That we will get to the bottom, finally, of Seth Rich's murder and the the fake hack of the DNC, which was actually Seth Rich downloading those those emails to WikiLeaks. I really think that that's key to all of this, don't you guys?
1: Oh yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I think he definitely needs to be, I know there's people that go both, both ways on uh, their opinions of Assange, whether he did something terrible to national security and he's a threat and yada yada, or whether he's just, you know, he's a journalist, he's doing his job and some people consider him a hero. You have opinions all across the board. I personally would like to see him pardoned.
2: Yep. yep. me too.
0: Yeah, he's, he's served a crime for something he didn't even do wrong.
1: Right. I mean, they framed him. They, they framed him from the beginning. So yeah, of course they did.
2: Hillary Mm -hmm. and her emails, you know, (laughs) that should be something that puts her in prison, not Mm -hmm. the other way around. But, you know, exactly. This is, the, this is the world we live in,
1: so. Yep. Yeah. Did you guys see that, um I haven't read the article yet, but that Bongino acquired part ownership of video sharing company focusing on free speech and that the platform is named Rumble. Have you seen nice. that? No, I didn't see that. So, yeah, so I'll have to check that out and see what that's all about. That could be some nice future competition for... Um, YouTube, you know. Awesome.
0: You, you need some of these places coming up, and pushing back. Oh like yeah, slowly getting their feet in there, you know.
2: <clears throat> yes, we okay.
0: do. What, what what's this new thing you started the other day, Corey? That you wanted to plug? What was this thing?
1: What thing? Oh, my camp, Corey's camp. <laughs> Corey's camp. Yeah, it's uh Corey's Camp I have um, it's like. Uh, items for off-grid and prepping and camping, you know, there's um, some cool like filtered water bottles in there and, and filtered straws and really cool. Like the Kelly kettle, like cooking. I actually just got a Kelly kettle myself. This thing's the bomb for um, you know, it's awesome. Cause you can use these things for camping, but then you also have them just in case you just don't know, you know, we may see like some crazy little power outage happen or something, um and then of course there's all kinds of food in there for anyone who wants to prep so so i, just I got love that stuff. stuff yeah yeah there's some cool stuff in there yeah
0: prepping's not so much a conspiracy theory anymore is it
1: no After it's
0: all not happened everyone's like jesus man i need a prep i can't buy <laughs> toilet i can't I'm- buy toilet paper do you have special cory toilet paper
1: was- <laughs> I do not. Yeah. Uh yeah, that would be cute, wouldn't it? I could print my logo. <laughs> Just print dig it. There you go. <laughs> dig it.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. it. It it needs to be wiped <laughs>
2: that
1: would be hilarious
2: no you could oh, sell you could God. sell the toilet paper that has like you know bill gates's face or hillary <laughs> Clinton's face on it
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be good too that's what i said to dad the other day when we went to the range i'm like i'm just gonna picture hillary's face on there and i'm sure to hit a bullseye every time <laughs> yeah it's crazy though like you can't find ammo anywhere i mean they yeah. did eventually track some down but it took days and tons of searching and phone calls and it it's pretty crazy
2: that is and you know
1: well i found too that you know a lot of these state departments um like in some states you have to get ids or cards and you know i've been talking with friends in other states too And I have some friends that have put in for like a renewal of their card months and months ago and still haven't gotten anything because these departments within the States that handle like background checks um, or, or cards or renewals or licensing or any of this stuff, their staff is so small and they didn't increase their staff during all of this. So everything is just, and no one amped up uh, it was interesting i was talking to uh one gun shop owner and he was telling me back in was it 2013 sandy hook is that when that happened mm,
2: gosh i i want to say
1: it was right it was right around there and he said they saw a very similar thing where everyone started buying up guns and ammo and so what happened is a lot of manufacturers bought additional equipment, additional space, started really amping things up. And then once they got past that wave, you know, it's back to business as usual. And now they're sitting on this and they lost their asses on it. So now going through all of this, again, none of them are increasing, or doing anything to, you know, increase, but then also some of the materials for making the ammo comes in from other countries. And you've got some plants here and there that have closed because of COVID. So, because I'm sitting here thinking, all right, is the government, like, are they are they all being told, like, keep to this quota, don't be producing anything additional, just keep to this quota. But apparently it's, you know, it's the whole uh pipeline there. Yeah, the
2: supply line. And the demand yeah. is just through the roof right, right now.
1: Right. Well, it, it doesn't help when you have a lot of people saying we're going to war, civil war, there's going to be a revolution. Everyone's going to be in the streets fighting, arm yourselves, buy up all the ammunition and (laughs) you know, yeah. and I'm not, Hey, I mean, I have guns. I'm not saying don't get them and don't protect yourself. Definitely. I just think that, that some people are taking it a little extreme, a little extreme and, and pushing that fear, that energy, to where it's it's building, um, it's it's psychologically building momentum and energetically move building momentum, and that's right. the part I, part I don't like.
2: Yeah. Well, so while those people are speaking about war and potential war, let's talk peace for a minute, because there's been some historic peace stuff going on this week. And over the past several days, you know, the Trump administration's helped secure not just one, but two historic peace agreements with Israel and Arab nations in the past few days. And, you know, this week Trump hosted Israel, the UAE, and Bahrain at the White House for a signing ceremony. And just watching the media and the Democrats try Smoke. to spin this <laughs> I know. has been pure entertainment because I know. You know Ugh. they just can't stand it. The president has been nominated twice for a nobel peace prize and right. we have the, we have on the other end we have the atlantic calling for an end to nobel peace prizes
1: <laughs> <laughs> we need war we need war we need to make money forget peace yeah yeah, yeah. I, I
0: hate it. I mean, they hate they're it they're like trump trump signing peace agreements between two countries that are not even at war Is that really so there was peace in the middle east prior to this Really? Right, right. <laughs> the Jews and the Arabs never hated each other. Really? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, they want to call the Iran deal and sending crates of cash to the Middle East their, you know, crowning peace deal they did. I mean, right. and they won't give him an ounce of credit. They're calling it, you know, a gimmick, an election gimmick. Pelosi's calling, a, yeah, Pelosi calls it a distraction. And the truth is this is totally a historic, a historic moment. And, you know, the thing is, is that it could not have happened with anyone other than a D.C. outsider like Trump. That's why they hate him, because all of these people in D.C. are beholden to someone, some Mm -hmm. country, some they've all got backroom deals and secrets, and that's how they operate. And Trump's not part of that club. That's why they hate him.
1: I know. He just calls it like he sees it. I love it like the other day when, where was he? They were, it was like televised or streamed when they were in a meeting having to do with, uh, Oh, I think it was when he was in, didn't he go to California about the fires and they were talking about climate change. And I can't remember who someone was speaking about it. And he said, well, it's going to get cooler soon. And then, and then the guy brought up something about scientists and Trump said something along the lines of, uh, I don't think, Some of the scientists actually know what they're talking about or something like that. I don't know. He's like not afraid to speak his mind or try to be politically correct. You know? Yep. Calls them on their BS. Love it. And I think that
2: we're going to see more of this in the near future. And Trump actually spoke about this saying that there's between seven and nine other countries that are looking at joining in these peace deals. So, you know, with, with the Trump administration, I can expect, i think we can expect more of this but you know on the other side with the democrats we can expect more chaos destruction oh yeah yeah it's really never been more clear in my mind
1: absolutely yeah (sighs) busy busy week indeed
2: and it's only going to get busier, guys.
1: <laughs> I know. I can't even keep up. I, dude, I literally started three separate articles this week after I published the one I wrote um, that came out Monday because I have so many things I want to talk about. And so now I'm sitting here going, hmm, maybe I should just do a video and get all this into a video because it, I don't want to have to write three separate articles. It takes up too much of my time and then I lose sight of what's happening in the news and then i'm playing catch up on that you know
2: yeah yep so hard to (laughs) keep track of everything no we're trying to keep it all together for you guys i just got a message from speaker he had to jump out real quick so maybe this is just a good time to wrap up
1: yeah, well, so what are you working on? Uh, what are you guys working on for next week with your podcast?
2: Well, we just finished up on, uh, on Hive Mind. We're going to drop a video next, early next week on Monday uh, on Nexium, and just updates on that and really just talking about cults in general and the psychology behind that. We kind of deep dive nice. into Keith Raniere. And uh, yeah, so that should be interesting coming out on Monday. And uh, so look out for that.
1: Also, I wanted to mention, um, so starting tomorrow, every other week, I'm going to be on with uh, Sean at SGT Report, just doing a little 30-minute kind of recap chat on certain points we want to talk about um, over on his Patreon, and uh, he has a new channel. It's a .TV channel. I'm not sure. Are you familiar with that, Edge? No. I haven't looked into that so I'm not sure um who who hosts that who's that is exactly but he has he has that set up because man he has just been hammered by YouTube so bad
2: yeah he has so
1: so censored so he finally got that going good for him and and I know both both are subscription but there's such minimal amounts so so I'll be on uh, I'll be on with him every other week starting tomorrow
2: nice nice yeah I'm looking forward to that that's cool I'm glad you guys are doing that. Yeah. Well, guys, another week. We survived <laughs> another week. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. And uh, we are here for you guys, and we'll be for the weeks to come as we get to this finish line. <laughs> yes. Thanks for joining us here today on Dig It with the speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Len of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Peace. <laughs>
1: you. <music>